Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Whitehall Learning. I am Morten Røvik and I am here as always with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill-Hendriksen. Privet Lars. Privet Mr. Røvik, good to see you as always and good to be with our listeners out there. We always start off by reminding you of the purpose of this podcast, which is to help you learn GCD or become even better GCDers. So we hope that today's episode supports you in that. If you are new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of GCD, the five steps. Today's episode number is 89, and today's episode is about reference systems. Yes, indeed. We've, um, we've received... Um a listener question or a comment slash question uh, from uh, some person you would like to read and tell us the name of, maybe. <laughs> the name you were looking for is Hauke. Uh, we received an email, I think, actually yesterday as of this uh, recording. So um, the email read, Dear Lars, Dear Morten, I want to thank you very much for your great work with the podcast. Even with only the first four months down with the GTD system, your podcast helped a lot to tweak it here and there and making it better step by step. Without this, I would probably have drowned in work and things to remember. I'm really looking forward to all the yet unheard episodes and the episodes to come. Happy to hear that. Is there an episode dedicated to the characteristics of a good system for reference material. For example, or for the moment, I could not find anything about this in detail, at least in my experience. A lot of work and good ideas is wasted if material is just stored in quotes somewhere or in a more or less efficient system. Maybe you could elaborate this topic a bit in an upcoming episode if there isn't already one existing. Or do you have any information where to look for some advice on this topic? Thank you very much. Best regards from Germany, from Hauke. First, Hauke, thank you for, for writing to us. And it's an interesting question. And uh, I was looking through the backlog before we started or before we got ready for starting making a recording and I could not find any uh, episode dedicated to that. So this is a, a good opportunity to, to, to visit this topic. I'm sure a lot of people have this. We have throughout our 89 episodes touched upon reference material before but we never made a dedicated episode so mm. this is for you how and uh, for all the others who is <laughs> reference system curious <laughs> how do we how do, how do we do it and how does you know what does the um, the getting things done methodology say so mm. i don't know should we just try and and start with what qualifies as a reference system or reference material you know, mm, yeah. So it's a system alludes to that there is something you would like to to put in there. So what is this <laughs> reference material? What, what and what is it not? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So so just coming back um, as I was looking through the the log as well. Um, obviously we've touched on this a number of times, uh, but never really dedicated a whole episode to it. So so I thought we might do it now. Uh, and of course there will be multiple ways to to geek this out depending on on your needs. But but just to serve as an overall um, refresher or yeah just an overview of the uh, the reference approach in, in getting things done. But the one that I mentioned back to Johauke when he when he emailed was number. Uh, 46, where we talk more than about the difference in approaches and how we approach a diff digital reference uh, differently. So, but but yeah, good that we could um, 
could could dedicate a whole episode to this. Um, yeah, so stuff will show up in your life. That's the first step in GTD, capturing things. Mm -hmm. Second step is to clarify. As you clarify things, there'll be six different buckets where things can end up. So when something is mm -hmm. non-actionable, you can trash it, you can incubate it, or you can reference it for later. Mm -hmm. So these are non-actionable items that we want to be able to retrieve again at some uh, later stage. So that is really the mm -hmm. the simple simplest way I would describe it. I don't know if you would add anything to, to that. No, no, it's something you would like to find after. This is the, the best, um, you know, qualification. It's no action. Uh, it's not actionable. And it is just for something you might want to retrieve at a later point. And then yeah. uh, I, I think that we, we can then also dive into just quickly what is not reference material. So, so um, that is anything that's actionable is not reference material. I don't know if you, you then you've done this, but when I've um, when I I've started my career as a GGDer, if there is such a thing as a career as a GGDer, <laughs> well, we made it oh, our career is. by yeah. well, yes, we, we made it our career to to, to teach uh, this. But um, one of the things I remember very clearly is that I had a reference system back in the day that was Evernote. The um, the what did they call that again? Do you remember the, the tagline they had, like the all-in-one bucket something? Do you remember mm. the name that they called oh, yeah. it? yeah. I don't remember the tagline. No, but you're right, yeah. there was the everything, one. Yeah. The everything bucket. He mm. came back to me now. So, and, and that, that it became <laughs> bucket of everything. <laughs> and uh, one of the things I've, uh, I also tried then to, to use, um, I started using you know, OmniFocus. I've been using that for years, for years. And then uh, Evernote and OmniFocus, when you learn uh, GTD, when I learned GTD, it was a big mess. It was actionable items in uh, the Evernote part and the you know non-actionable things in the in the in OmniFocus it was a big mess. So one of the things that you need to understand I don't know if you ever had a mess like that Lars but uh, absolutely I've I've seen you before a system so I know <laughs> I've seen that but 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 the, this the the possibility to 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 just um, uh, make sure that you are not um, mixing up reference material with actionable things is what I would suggest that you, you start with. Um, and then, then after you've done that, how would you qualify anything that is, you know, a valuable reference? What would you call that? Would you take anything like I said, everything bucket or would you make some, some, um, what, what would be the, the main qualifier for you, Lars? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've spoken about this before that we, um, as of the start of this year, starting to started to teach a new version of the GTD seminar. And, and one of the mm -hmm. things that I noted in that was also that when we talk about reference, um, the mm -hmm. recommendation, at least when you start off with GTD, is that to not try to save anything that you can perhaps um, or, or likely uh, search and, and find yourself later because I think mm. a lot of the overwhelmed reference systems that I have come across at least over the years have been where we tend to store everything and it of course it you never know you know there's let's say I need some information I need a manual for the lawnmower I can mm. probably find that I don't know for sure they you know the company might delete it from their website at some point but mm. that that kind of decision uh, making uh, is, is relevant for me to include when I consider whether I want to reference something or or not hmm yeah 
And I, I think the, what I would just add to that is that, you know, I've, I'm, I'm sure people will remember I've said this before, but, you know, my, I, my son taught me the name, you know, the word seriously. And I use the word bullshit filter because I, th I, t I tend uh, before I, I saw, I understood what I was doing. I, I tend to, to collect everything. You know, like mm. anything that was remotely interesting, I would like to reference that to some some later point in in life, and and that made a big mess. And it was you know my my earthen system grew too big, and and just to to before you you archive something, ask yourself is this archivable or do I do I need to archive this for future reference, and if not, don't. <laughs> mm, yeah. So yeah, because. It is like with emails is that the more you have of them in your, you know, in your archive or your inbox, it's the more difficult it is to find the one you're looking for. So just clear house. I think it is um, a good idea. By the way, you have to let your son know that this uh, seriously question has also uh, progressed into the Danish GTD community. I have heard from a few GTDers <laughs> that actually apply this now in Denmark as well. So uh, yeah, okay. so that's, that, I thought yeah. that was kind of fun. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Good. <laughs> Funny. Um, yes. Um, the next thing we've I've made a note of here is that um, we need to, um, you know, go back and just the bird um, eyes view of this is uh, we have physical and digital, um, you know, reference systems and reference material. So I, I think we, how, how about we dive into the physical first? So how do you, hmm. what, what would a typical physical reference material be for you? And um, um, how do you handle it? Yeah, so um, the most common one I think is drawing from drawings from my boys. <laughs> that, that seems to be the most uh, most common thing that will show up in my <laughs> in my. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so I'll need to have a place to store those. Some of them are hanging on the wall here next to me. Some of them are filed for for reference in the in the reference system. Not all of them make it there, I should say, because they're quite productive when it comes to to drawings. So <laughs> so there is that filter um yeah in some cases it'll be you know just a simple simple receipts uh things that show up in that or letters that show up that i need to store i uh, could be um information from uh, you know let's say a, a car repair for example so that'll go into my physical reference system um got some some uh, <laughs> i got a very delayed christmas card i don't know what happened to the danish postal service but about you know, two weeks ago now, early April, I got a, a Christmas card <laughs> from one of the, the Danish uh, GCDers. Um, really appreciate those. There are a few GCDers that send me Christmas cards and I really you know, appreciate them. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll want to hang on to them um, because mm. they, they really mean a lot to me. So they'll go in the, the reference system as well. So, yeah. so things, things like that. And if you were to look in my uh, physical reference system today, um, a lot of it will be uh, trainer guides as well. Uh, so different guides for different seminars or different webinars that we have. They're all printed and hanging there and, and waiting for me to, um, to grab them. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I think I have, I have the more or less the same uh, you know, idea and, and how, how it works for me as well. Um, 
that I have what I have that that is what I call valuable is my um, is the, the, the when you have a signed contract for instance that that is typical uh, reference material that I need to uh, like um, the office rental space contract here and, um, and other other physical things that has some value. Uh, but I also take um, one of the things I take, um, you know, I save is I've well I've done it for years and I've kind of given up because you can find PDF. But I, I, I think I inherited this from my from my father. Is that all the manuals you got from anything you bought that had a manual? I had an archive specifically just for this, and that's mm. saved my bacon up throughout the years. But because and alphabetically stored, so if I have like the LG monitor, I will find it on L. But um, but I've I've given up on that because it's it's just a Google search away now. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. Same for so, me. Yeah. So that that is. Um, yeah, that's lost its relevance. And that's, but but if if something you know the world the internet dies, then I I will be in big trouble. But if the internet dies, that might be the last, the least of my troubles. If my monitor doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, but I switched as well. Uh, just you know, I got a new coffee machine a, a few months back and just threw it out. And when I needed to now do the the cleaning and uh, cleansing thing that that it, uh, the machine required, then I just you know found a YouTube video to to walk me through mm. it. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and some of the, the 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 newer gadgets I bought, they have actually you know there's an app and in the app when you set it up, it's a it's a video in the app that tells you what to do, and then you can just go back to that if you want to set it up again. That 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 is convenient. Um, yeah, but it, it was a, a a few kilos of manuals um, back in the day. <laughs> it must have been. It yeah, really it, must it, have been. It was. It was. So. I don't know if you feel and but how do you how do you um, how how would you um, archive it physically? Do you have hanging folders? Do you have you know Manila folders? Do you have a cabinet? Have hanging hanging folders in a cabinet. Um, I bought mm -hmm. one from IKEA, um, and when I uh, it was called uh, Eric, and I was you know mm -hmm. I would always mention this to the coaching clients. I have an Eric. Um, but um, <laughs> but they stopped selling it um, uh, sometime last year I think they they stopped selling it so they have mm. something else now and it has a lock on it and it, it's, it's probably fine but the one that I have they don't have anymore so I'm glad that I've got the one uh, from here at the office and I bought the same one for home as well so I have mm. uh, the same system in each place uh, a number of um, hanging file folders ready for the the demo label to to be printed and, and put into and then just put in mm. the cabinet there um, yeah. I really appreciate it also that, you know, it's, it's, it's so straightforward and I don't really have a lot. I think I have one drawer at home and, and two drawers here at the office and mm -hmm. very few new things are, are now added to it. I think more of it's really simplified over the, over the years. Um, but especially at home, it's been, been really helpful also to have, you know, a place for passports and travel documents mm. or currency for the different countries or wedding certificates, birth certificates, the, um, you know, we have these uh, naming stickers. I don't know if you probably have them in Norway as well uh, and all around the world. These um, stickers with the kids' names on them uh, and the phone number that we put inside their clothes. So so when they yeah. bring them, you know, with them to, to school or to kindergarten, um, they know whose, uh, yeah. whose uh, clothes it is. So we have those in there. I've, I've used them a, a number of times. Um, and just recently now we were on, on a, a vacation for Easter. Um, 
and I, I knew I at some point bought some luggage tags that were really, you know, rugged. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so I went over there and thinking, hmm, maybe I, I don't know where I put them. Maybe I put them on the, under, under luggage tags. So I went over there and found them. We had gotten some new suitcases. So I just mm -hmm. had them there, some kind of old Kickstarter thing that I <laughs> bought a while back. And now they have mm -hmm. big yellow tags that says mine, not yours. Um, so <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was glad to, to find them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so I have that uh, the same one at, at home. I don't know. Do you have mm. uh, different systems, or is it the same? Well, I am in the office here. I have um, well, I have a threefold system. One is for, as you said, the, the, the all the, the you know trainer guides and everything that's you know related to being a, be a trainer or um, um, a coach. Anything that that is in. Uh, um, what do you call that? The, um, the magazine um, holder, plastic that you can put magazines inside because it's mm -hmm. an E4, it fits there. And that's in the cabinet be beside me here. So easy for easy retrieval. But um, I also have, uh, um, I will show. One of these racks. For those of you who are on oh. camera now, you can see this on YouTube. It is uh, one of the, the David Allen Company. Yeah, I was just going to say I David recognize Allen that company from racks. the videos with, the, with David. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it is uh, something I, I bought many years ago. And that's for my what I call active project um, support. And it is also, um, I also have uh, action support material easily retrievable. So I can, it's, it's, it's very handy. It's within reach of my hand so I can get, get to what I need to get to without getting up. Um, and then I have uh, behind me here, I have, um, boxes, uh, of, um, cardboard boxes, a little nicer ones with I date them by the year. And then I archive in January, I go through and see if something is not active anymore in my, in my active, um, overview and that put them there and archive them there alphabetically so mm. um so it is um that's my that's my reference did a physical reference system um for materials i'll need to take care of and not forget mm. and um should we then move on to digital because that's a little more convoluted might be mm. a lot of people are now very digital which is uh, a lot of pros, but a lot of cons as well. I don't know if, can you, uh, I'm going to throw the curveball. Give me some cons for digital <laughs> reference material. <laughs> yeah. Now, I just wanted to add that, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you did this clean out in, 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 uh, in yeah. January. And I just want to, you know, highlight that as well, since we're doing this episode on, on reference material. That's, that's a really, really good habit. I have that as well. You know, once mm. a year, just run through that uh, reference system and, and, and see what's in there. Clean out what doesn't have if to be there. If you don't, it rottens. It rottens yeah. if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and and especially you know just for me you know yeah cleaning out of course and i have some receipts that i don't need to have in there anymore because the warranty is is now um, passed but but also just to see what's in there and see just be, to be reminded oh, i have that ah oh, that's cool and you know because i'll i'll forget what i have in there if i don't use it regularly so it's a uh, it's a good um yeah good tip to do that on a on a yearly mm -hmm. basis Mm. No, so so challenges when it comes to to digital systems, uh, there can be many. <laughs> 
where mm-hmm. should we start? Um, <laughs> saving things in too many places. Uh, it's so easy to yep. create new folders. Um, I think, for example, uh, when it comes to email, is probably where I see it most uh, frequently, especially in seminars when we do a, a two-day version with the implementation workshop. People will open up their Outlook and they'll have, you know, so many folders to go through. So every time they receive an email that they want to save for later, they might, they might not even need to save it, but they will do it because they know they have a folder somewhere. So they'll scroll up and down and try to find that folder. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's, oh, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it, it was probably, you know, helpful at some point uh, yeah. when the search yes. functionality wasn't good. But, but really, you know, people seem to spend so much time uh, doing this. I had one <laughs> a few years back, um, one one from a, one of the Danish banks. I think I might have mentioned this before. Um, he was he got a call when they migrated from one email client to another that they could not migrate his client or his uh, content because he had over one thousand folders for his emails. So, new system mm-hmm. couldn't handle that many. So, um, yeah, I think that that would be the one that I would uh, probably rarely highlight. I don't know. What would you, what would you highlight? Um, no, what I would highlight is the, the fact that it is very easy for things to, you know, really get lost. And, um, and one of the keys that I would like to, you know, or the two keys as I see them to, to retrieve your, your, um, your files is to create a system that's intuitive with structure. Um, so which folders do you have? What do you name them? You know, how do you handle that? And secondly, how do you name your files? Because I think the latter is super important. So, and I know that we are, we are not seeing eye to eye on that. <laughs> we have had a prior discussion. Um, probably we should just revisit. That was episode 46. <laughs> so long time ago, I can remember you were disagreeing with me sometime in the past, but, you know, 32 episodes or something. Yeah. Oh, 52. Yeah. I don't. Something. Ago, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, but how would you go about, um, I, you know, what I've done for, for file folders is, um, uh, I'm, I'm starting with uh, what I call spare you know, which swear am I in now? So it could be um, a swear could be one of the companies I'm involved with. And uh, this, you know, that, that's a swear that well, those are swears, but it's also a swear that my, you know, I'm a, you know, personal private person that I call, you know, private. So it would be vital learning and then the other companies and then um, uh, private. That's where I start to just make the, 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 the separation. Uh, do you do the same Lars? Yeah, I do separate them, um, but it's just, yeah, for me, when it comes to reference, I think when it comes to digital reference, um, there'll be, I think, three different types overall, at least, ah, with some some wider. for, uh, well, well, some some of it will be notes that I'm making. So I'll be in, mm. a, you know, I had a few client meetings earlier today talking about trainer certifications, uh, seminars, uh, and, and also a speech. Um, so when I do my digital notes, that'll be the first criteria I think as to where I would uh, where I would put it and how I would uh, you know organize it. Um, another would be just you know the files, so the different file systems that I have, and and the last mm. key one for me would be email. So those three together with physical items, those are the the four mm. sort of categories for 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 mm. what I need to typically reference at least for for mm. me. So so, so, so certainly in like those. One, yeah, do you mm-hmm. use OneNote or some? 
some programming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so when it comes to these uh, we these notes, um, I use an app called Notes. Very suitable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll use uh, use Apple Notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, they they thought about that when they when they named yeah. it. Uh, so, so I'll typically make my my notes there. It's a transition that I've made um, earlier mm. this year. So, not too many things in there in there yet. My original um, notes system was OneNote. So I would have everything in mm. there. That really goes back to my days of using OneNote as my GCD system as well. So that's mm. that's been in there for ten years, I think. Um, and I and I and I like it. I, I think it's fine. Works for me. And that's where you would find the distribution that you just talked about, or categorization, where I have uh, personal LAS and I have uh, mm. business LAS in there. Um, not too many levels, but but at least those those mm. two um, split into actual reference stuff. And you would also find my checklists in there. Okay, yeah. What, so what do you I, use for, for your system? Uh, I use different things as you do. <laughs> you know, some things works best, but it is files in the folder structure at Google Drive would be um, my main for files. But I also have, um, and and for me, it's it's more like the the way I differentiate this is I use. I use um, you know distance um, as my main uh, decision maker for where I put things. So if I need something in my face easily accessible um, that maybe I'm working on or using, I'm going to use actively in the near future, uh, it will be in notes like you. And and most of my checklist is also in notes, Apple Notes. Mm, okay. Uh, but um, for instance, my weekly review checklist is in there. So and yeah. packing checklists and uh, other checklists. And um, but then I use for things that are finished that I just need to retrieve at some point. That is could be a collection of uh, notes, uh, documents, um, files of any type that I need to re uh, retrieve links. I use Devon Think as the mm. database for that, and, and that works really well for me because I can then, um, you know, you can put you, as you can do this in notes as well. But I don't, I don't, and it is all about feelings. It's like I'm not attracted to notes in that way. It gets easily too complicated, and I need a, um, a cleaner structure. And I think that Devon Think gives that to me, and um, so I put it in. Uh, what what is more. Um, when I finished, when I'm like I have um, in Devon Think, just to give you an idea, what goes in there is um, could be um, coaching client notes. Anything that has to do with the coaching clients would live in Devon Think, um, and you will need physical access to my computer to to get that. So it's secure; it's not synced anywhere. I'm not syncing. I I wanted to try syncing through Dropbox, but I I stopped doing that. But um, so, so for instance, when we do a GTDQ, the result of the GTDQ, like it could be a screen dump I put in there. If we then work with, uh, you know, the Kairos cognition from a, for a client that also go in there, all my notes from my remarkable when we have finished our coaching would also go in there. Um, I will then export it as a PDF and drag it into that database. And then I would archive the the folder for for that client when we are finished so I can retrieve that information if you want to pick up um, our talks at a later time. Mm. So and yeah, 
that's that with my file files is my my main system so hmm. no but i can true? i can recognize yeah i can recognize that um that you know difference between some things how i want to how i want to archive them and i haven't thought about it directly when it comes to notes but but if you were to look at uh, notes from coaching clients for example i will use one mm -hmm. note for that uh, because it just offered that flexibility that you then have from from devon thing with the ability to add you know competency evaluations or any other files that i might want mm -hmm. to to bring up in a coaching session so i have mm -hmm. everything in there so yeah that yeah. that makes sense even though of course uh, notes would probably support much of it mm -hmm. it just like you said it feels different it's that's i want to use this tool for one thing i want to use this tool for something else that's really what it yes. comes comes back to i think mm. and in in that devon think uh, database with coaching clients is also what i call my resource library we have a lot of pdfs and small you know videos and uh, links that i use i like to share with my clients that i'm you know when that you know when i when i need that tool i know where to find it very easily yeah. and um, it's just a few, few clicks away mm. so yeah. So if if I don't know if you've now narrowed down to files and folders, have you are we there yet? Uh, or maybe email. It depends on whether you want oh, yeah, to do email, folders yes. first or email first. But yeah. but the oh. email is always you know like I said <laughs> before, email is tricky uh, because people yeah. will and there'll be you know of course very different people that show up in in coaching or in, in seminars, um, and and of course there won't be any sort of. Uh, specific rule for how many folders you need or whether you need any at all. Um, as I've mentioned before, I don't have any. <laughs> it just all goes in the archive. Uh, when I have specific emails that I need to reference, for example, I will, you know, let's say I have a waiting for for someone where I want to be able to retrieve that email for following up. I'll just include that in my um, Apple Reminders uh, list, so I have the the link back to back to that. But of course, mm -hmm. people, some people will need to have separate folders. Could be GDPR perspectives. It could be mm -hmm. HR or sensitive data. It could be you know that you need to split it by country because for whatever reason in your job that you need mm. to to see things and, and and parked in different places so people will need as many folders as they need but try to simplify it i think that's probably the mm. that's the, the general advice that i will give to people is you know just reflect on the folders that you have the ones that you don't need anymore well perhaps we can just drag them under archive and then the active ones that you actually use mm. you have those at hand because it can easily over time get down um, yeah Get a bit overwhelming if you ask me at least mm. and, and I, I was going to interrupt you but i didn't uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> regarding email is that you know a lot of people make folders but they never clean them so mm, exactly. you know make sure you if you if you, you think that your folders are um in, you know important for your well-being most likely that is an illusion <laughs> i think maybe uh, for many people it is it's feel i feel more comfortable if i have a folder for this client or this project and uh, but uh, what i suggest you do is to clean up uh, if you do one once a year a cleanup that might be a good time to do that and then just um, what i do is for instance if i have um, folder my folder structure if i have any is an action support system so it's not like a reference system in my folders it's more like something i need to for instance i wait i'm waiting for 10 different people to get back to me um, on separate emails, not in a thread, and, and I need to capture them somewhere. I will create a, you know, a temporary folder for that project as an action support. I have a folder called action support, and then I give that name of the, 
the label under for the, the folder for the, the, that project. And when that project is over, I, I just just um, drag that folder to, to archive and just archive it so it doesn't need to show up anymore. It doesn't have any, if it doesn't have any, um, if it is just clutter, get rid of it is my, my mm. recommendation. So um, cut the clutter. Uh, yeah. the, as we would say, um, but uh, the um, and, and but how would you go about to tell people um, if you're going to make folders? How how would you name them? For instance, some some clients have. Uh, how would you attack this? So it's, it's, it's a client that has. Um, you're sorry, a person that has a lot of clients. Um, should they archive under? client or should they if they have then under a client they have projects for that client should they then do make separate project folders or Lars help us <laughs> well that's uh, that's a great question Morton thank you thank you very much for that like <laughs> no it really cur curveballs <laughs> yes yes no and yeah, no, it's, um, you know, when, when we come across this, or at least when I come across it, um, when we talk about it, it, the same goes for the list, list of next actions, which, which lists do you need? Well, before we can tell you what lists you need, we need to know what the content is that we actually need to put on those lists, right? So the same thing goes for emails, which emails do you have? And how do we need to group them? Um, so that would be one approach, how detailed you need to go is comes back to how you use it and, and how, yeah, and that comes back to how you would then retrieve it again. How would you naturally go about finding that email again? And let's say you were in, in, in uh, you know, HR, you work with five different uh, business areas. Well, you might want to group them by that because if that's how you navigate and find those emails back, then that might make sense for you to, to, to organize it in that way. So it really come back for me, at least, come back to the question of, well, how would I see you finding that again? How would you want to navigate to that email if you even navigate to it? Because that's, you know, the question from my end. I search things. Um, so that's why I don't need to, to structure them very much because that's how I would approach it. But that's not necessarily the right way for you to do it. No, and I, I, I do agree with you. And I, I found that um, um, most people will not need or does not need um, folders or labels or whatever you want to call them. They're called labels in Gmail. So, so but you don't need them uh, unless you feel that they give you some structure you, you cannot get any other way. Um, one of the things I would um, ask, you know, um, what I would suggest to you is that you make a projects archive folder, so a folder for projects you're finished with. And if you use, and that is if you use uh, folders, the folder structure to, to focus on, uh, um, uh, to create folders for, for the active projects. And when that project is finished, archive it. Don't, don't wait. I, I am thinking that if you are not archiving your emails, uh, you will create um, distractions for yourself. You will see things in your email that you don't need to see. So just when, you, when a project is over, archive it. And, and I do, as, as you, Lars, suggest to people that they should use the search um, more often to find things. And in most email clients and in most email services, both Outlook, um, sorry, uh, Outlook and Office 365, 
and uh, you know uh, Google Mail um, uh, or Gmail has the same functionality. You can create search folders, so you can create a folder that creates you know that that is a that is a search. And so if I have, um, I could create that if that was a need for me. So I could have anything from Lars that has the word podcasts. Um, uh, in the in the subject field should be showing me and between um, this the, the, the um, um, January this year and until forever so so that is a way to do that um, to find your things when you need to find them you just have to create the structure that works for you any mm. any comments Lars no exactly completely agree um, mm. what really works for you is what it comes back to mm. Okay, um, should we move on to files, digital files and yeah. structure? And that is uh, where we are not in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think just you have the more them. structured approach. And I think, I think if I remember correctly, um, and yeah, like we spoke about, we've, we've spoken about this a number of times. Mm. Um, I think when it comes down to it, it's not really that different. I just name it, you know, um, I set up a new, uh, I had to reset my two-factor authentication for Zapier today. So I went mm -hmm. in there, I got my new recovery codes. I saved that file. The file is named with the, the, the year, the month, and uh, what I would search for, Zapier recovery codes, um, and that's mm -hmm. saved. So, and I mm -hmm. think you just do that, you know, very specifically for all files. Um, I will name mm -hmm. them what I expect in that moment to search for. And in some cases, mm -hmm. in this case, you know, I might have new recovery codes three months from now because I got a new phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'll maybe go back, update the old one to be called old or just delete it and then uh, mm -hmm. label the, the new one. So, um, but I, I don't have the strict naming convention that, that you mentioned, but I think, you know, some of it I will still do just, just ad hoc. But but you have a more strict uh, strict naming convention, right? Yes, yes, I do. Um, th the way that I do this is that I have. And there's many ways to do this, but what I've done is because I don't trust me. <laughs> I don't trust me to remember my own scheme. My that is my file naming scheme. So what I've done is that I've created a, um, a text expander snippet that helps me um, categorize that email and put it where I want it, or not put it where I want it. But when I've done what I'm, I'm going to tell you now, I can basically I don't have to care about where I file it because I will always find it. So the way that I do this is that I do it by, I have the date like you have 2023 dash the month and dash the day when I filed it uh, or received it. And then it will be um, what, what kind of document is it? Is it a contract? Is it um, a sc you know, screen dump? Is it a photo? Is it a, what is it? And um, regarding what is the, uh, regarding then what is the, the document regarding? So it could be like, um, um, let's say there's a lease, then that would be lease apartment, and then the 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 the, the, the address for that apartment, and then from to or to uh, to whom, uh, that will be the name of the person either that sent me or this file or I I'm I'm sending it to, and then the, what I call the state. So is the document a draft or the final version or maybe already signed? So so just to have that. 
and and that state has saved me many times so you don't have to make the underscore one mm. two three four you know it's it's <laughs> final signed. version final 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 version yeah exactly <laughs> so i just yeah you can go there but but to be but to be um to be um and i i use this this final you know the the naming convention comes up in a pop-up where you just um, select from uh, you know drop downs and just make a few notes about uh, who it was from and what is it about and then and then save it and then i can actually drag it anywhere because if I remember, well, it was 2023, it was about lease, uh, and, and I will find it. Hmm. Uh, I don't even, I, uh, you know, and uh, if it was a contract, I will then search for contract and who, and then a few seconds after, that's or milliseconds after, I'm, I've found it. So does that but make it's sense interesting to you? Now that you? Yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting now that I reflect on it that, you know, for emails, I will archive and I will search. And, um, you know, in some cases when I need files for whatever reason, I will search it. And in some cases I will navigate via the folder structure that I actually do have, um, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to, to shared drives, because I don't necessarily know what the naming conventions uh, that, that other people use. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I will differ in, in that in, in some cases, whether I, I search or whether I actually navigate the, the structure that I have. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and I've, I've, I'm coming across, you know, I think that the folder structures um, has its mission. This is my personal opinion, is have a mission when you have to share that structure with someone else. So someone who is not familiar with your, your naming convention or, or has not been involved in that project or that uh, thing that you're talking about. So we do have shared drives that we both have access to, Lars, that we, you know, in the Whitehall Learning. And, and, and so, so the way that we, we are trying to do that there is to, to look at areas of focus as the way to, to um, for instance, like you, if you're a trainer, that will be a folder for your trainer. If it's a country-specific um, folder, and then that that is only you know pertinent to that uh, country, it will be that country folder. Um, if it is marketing and everything that's uh, you know generally marketing for all the countries would be in that marketing folder. So and then you will dig it down from there. What kind of medium are we using? Is it you know is it video? Is it you know etc. So so it's and and it is not perfect. It's like but it is a you know, work in progress. And uh, as David would say, uh, uh, speed trumps perfection any day. So it's, it's <laughs> but but I think that what you what what do you think, Loris? My idea that the 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 folders are for others more than for me. Does that make sense to you? Hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you navigate it. Because if I were to set it up, like I said, some cases I will search, some cases I will navigate. So I don't know necessarily that it would be for someone else. But, you know, in any case, there should be an owner in, in, in who actually sets the structure. And I remember this back um, from my IT consultancy days. I remember when we had big projects. So we did um, payroll systems, for example, for big clients. Um, and this would be 
know, there would be some some standard steps uh, in in all of those projects. So we would have a, our own version of a project management methodology, and with that also came a specific folder structure that was set up in in SharePoint. And I clearly remember that having to navigate that. I thought it was so cumbersome because there were so many somebody else made that. <laughs> exactly because there were so many you know different phases in the projects, and each uh, you know there was the right folder to put everything. There was so mm. much, and of course to be able to reuse it, to be able to hand it over to, to support afterwards. It, we really mm. had to follow that structure. It certainly made sense. Mm. But as a user, I, I was really struggling with nav <laughs> navigating and finding the right place and, and, and placing the right, right documents. Uh, but, you know, we mm. were so many people on those big projects that there, there simply was no other way. Mm. And that, that, is, that is also why I think, well, if you... If you have access to a, a file folder structure and you can search that, that, those files, and if you are good at file naming conventions, if you're, you're using, uh, you know, um, if not all uh, people do that, the people who are the main contributor to that file folder structure should use the same f naming convention to make people find things easily. Um, I think that that is key. Um, but it is not easy. Uh, there's mm. no no way easy but but if you if you follow the things that you try to think through as good as you can what what do i need to see and how will i find it in the future if you are mindful for that you will yeah. t t try and create something and uh, um i i will be i think forever in search of the perfect file system and file naming schemes but i'm not sure i you know I will ever get there. So, and we, and no, we have I another layer we could add into that mix, which is uh, Michael in um, in Denmark. He um, he uses the the tags as well, so, and he is a big proponent of that. And I, you know, him and I have gone butted heads a couple of times about this because I don't understand why I would use that. But hey, whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah, and settle casting, and there will be, you know, I'm, I'm sure yeah. there are some hardcore GCDers out there. Say, what about this? What about this? And yeah, yes, for those yeah. people that need it, um, it's it's out there. I'm you, sure they, you, will, you, they will find it. You, and, you, you know you need it if you, if yeah. you, if, if custom is a word that kind of goes oh makes you i know what that is and i'm using it and good for you but um yeah. it's a little bit for the rest of us who are, who are not um there um yeah I, I i don't know um do you feel that you we have something we've should have covered now, Lars, that we haven't? No, I think we, at least we covered what I was hoping that we would, that we have, mm. you know, a, a, a nice, clean, clear episode about reference systems. So mm. just overall what it is, the different types of things that normal, not normal, that most people com commonly mm. need to, to, to reference somewhere. We, we kind of walk through how we would place those in different systems, what you might use, use whatever works for you, talked about the mm. convention. I think we, I think we pretty much covered it all. So hopefully this will be helpful for those out there curious mm. about, you know, the approach from, from a GTD perspective on, on referencing mm. things. And, and please note the, there are GTDers that Lars and I are implementing our understanding of, you know, the, the reference systems. And there is no perfect version. Like back in the day when David wrote the book, it was A to C um, folder structure in Manila folders, which is back in that day that that was the thing to do um we are not there anymore we are 
mainly digital so how do we handle that how do we create our mandala folders so we can find them again easily yeah. so hmm. and and toss away anything you don't need be hard that makes it a lot easier to find it after so yeah yeah. Maybe with those words, we can. I can ask you, can you take us out, Lars? Well, I can partially take us out, at least with a quick reminder to head on over to visorlearning.eu, have a look around um, all of the different uh, offerings that we have now, both relating to getting things done, but also crucial conversations and the different offerings that we have today. You'll find links to each of the country websites there and more information about the different methodologies there. Outside the Nordics, head on over to CrucialLearning.com to find your local partners. We also normally wrap up with a quick reminder about the Summer Camp, GCD Summer Camp 2023, June 17 to 18. We had a few more people sign up, so we sold out with the original early bird tickets earlier this year. We found a few more seats, so still let me know. Send me an email, LarsAdvisorLearning.dk, if you want to get on that waiting list we don't know how many seats we will be able to find but send me an email i'll put you on list i'll create a folder for you i will create i promise i will create an email <laughs> folder i'll put them in there <laughs> last advice learning dot dk this is uh, the time of um, the podcast where i will ask you nicely please subscribe and like our podcast I've had a little reflection today that some, some of you are subscribers and some of you are snackers. We would like some of your snackers to become yes. subscribers. So please <laughs> continue snack, but also subscribe if you'd like. Um, and a five-star review is always um, appreciated. And we are you know, having a, a very high rating on our podcast. We are super happy for that. So thank you. Thank you for thank all of you. you who are rating us positively. Um, if you're not happy, send us an email. And you can tell us what we need to do better. You can reach us at morton.rovic.advisorlearning.no. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> and do that. <laughs> and I will talk to what Lars is doing wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now, Lars, will you take us out? I think I already did. You did? <laughs> that, did you do everything? The new approach. Ah, oh, the new approach. Shorter, <laughs> better. Okay, then I will just say the my usual words. And we had a little conversation in the pre-show today about we are being amateurish, and that's part of the charm. And, and that is, I don't know if it's charm for charming, but that's who we are. <laughs> See you getting us without filter here, guys. So well. Thank you so much for listening to us and um, until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye.